good day so far, Slee. I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I think that you, you know, the first hour you were a little critical of yourself. I think you really rebounded nicely in the second hour. You're 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 on point now. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You know when there's, um, it's like the, the first quarter ends and you feel like, okay, you didn't have your best first quarter. Uh-huh. And then you get into halftime. And then now, now like, the coach is making a speech. And the coach is like, listen, we're either, you know, we're coming. Who do we want to be? It's almost like the Lakers, <laughs> when they're playing the Sacramento Kings, first half ends, they're down 59 to 50. And then Vogel goes in there and says, is this the team that we want to be? And that was kind of you at halftime. And then let me just use the same analogy as the Lakers and the Kings. Um, but I still lost by 15. We still got blown out, so nothing changed. <laughs> Better than being the, uh, the Thunder last night and lost by 73. That's eh, not very have, good. You have a bad night, you're down 78 <laughs> at one point. It happens. They, they cut that lead, that 78-point lead, all the way down to 73. They really showed some grit. Who was, uh, who was home? Was that a Memphis home game? Uh, yeah, it was a Memphis home game. So yeah, I mean, what do like, you do? You, you like, can't what, what do you expect to go on the road and lose by less than 72 points? Let, let me ask you a question. If you're at that game, Let's yeah. say you're there. You know how usually during blowouts, if it's a 30-point game, you know, you're walking out. I mean, yep. personally for me, it's a nine-point game. We're like, all right, I'm getting out of traffic. <laughs> let's put the car. Let's put the game on the radio and, and call it a day. Do you stay for a game like that because you got a chance to break a record? Like if you're Uh-oh. down 64 and now the, the word is starting to buzz around that, hey, 68 is the worst loss in the history of the NBA, I think I stay for that one. A hundred percent. I yeah. couldn't agree more. I couldn't History. Agree. If you're you're right. If you're down by twenty five in the fourth quarter, I'm <laughs> long gone. Nothing. I'm long gone. <laughs> if you're down by fifty at the half, you have. We're my talking full, you have now. My we're full talking. Attention. Yeah, I am. I am one hundred percent invested in what's going to happen in the second half. Ab, no, no question. That's even it. if I'm a Thunder fan. Even oh, no, if it I'm doesn't a Thunder matter. fan. It, yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it, it absolutely. It doesn't. I'm as a Laker fan. If the Lakers were down fifty at the half, I I'm calling my friends. Okay. I'm saying, hey, are you watching what's happening? It's just it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to watch the Thunder lose by seventy three points. Don't. There's no need for you to tie the Lakers into what we were just doing, the conversation we are doing. You're a buzzkill. That's what you are. You know are. what I like? I like You're how personally you take it. Like you were – like you played for them for 14 seasons and you've got several rings. <laughs> it just – it's very fun. Or you're like a minority owner. that You have like a real stake in this. I'm the president of basketball operations. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Well, you were my friend. Up. I just brought it up because the team that lost by 73 last night has beaten the Lakers twice. I just they, There is some connectivity right there. Well, Rams suck. <laughs> I, yeah, they, they do. I agree. <laughs> I like how that's my comeback. Yeah. I'm trying to find like, the team that you root for. Yeah, like, well, the well, Rams suck. <laughs> Here's a Dodgers bonus. blew it. Yeah, they did. That was a drag. That, that one did kind of suck. I, I'm with you on that. Dave in San Clemente says, hashtag Ask Slee. A little late, Dave, but better late than never. Do you not use your backup camera because you, quote, don't trust those things? <laughs> Want to hear a quick funny story? When yes. I got my car a few years ago, um, you know, obviously it's got you got the option. You can turn the button on, and all the sensors are there. You could turn it off. All right. Sometimes if you know you and I, if you're on a phone call or something, and maybe you turn it off because you don't want it to go off if you're whatever you're parking or whatever the thing is. My girl, this is when I just bought my car. For some reason, she turned off the sensor. She turned it off, and she hit another car. And I'm like, it's in, <laughs> in your new car. In my car. I'm like, it's impossible to get in car accidents. Like, you know, like I'm talking about fender benders. You're in a parking lot or something. I'm like, you have every sensor goes off. Like, it's it's <laughs> truly, it's the most difficult. I'm like, why did you turn it off? Whatever her excuse was. I'm like, okay, well, that's good to know that 
yeah, just let's not use the technology. I've basically forgotten how to back up a car without a camera. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do it anymore. I'm with you, bro. I, I'm just looking at that I screen. I am with like, you. What if that thing's like there's a – sometimes it'll get wet and you can't see anything out of the back. Like, now what do I do? I call now, AAA. I call yeah. AAA. I stop. I park right there. I just call AAA. Yeah. Honey, I'm going to be a while. What happened? I, I don't know how to get out of this parking spot. I, 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 I'm stuck here. ESPN. i got to wipe the camera. I don't know where the camera is. ESPN Radio It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We are talking about Wilt a second ago, uh, Al. i got a couple of co- phone calls on it. Let's go to the Palisades. Beautiful Pacific Palisades. Robert, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? How are you, my friend? All right. Um, a couple of quick points. First of all, uh, the anniversary that you're talking about was Wilt's first game against as a sophomore for Kansas, where he scored right. 52. However, a year earlier, he scored 42 points and grabbed 29 rebounds during the annual Kansas freshman versus varsity game. Yeah. And that freshman beat the varsity. That had never happened uh, at Kansas before. And Fog mm-hmm. Allen said he can do everything. And he was right. The, the second point I'd, I'd like to make is that unlike any of the other athletes you'll be talking about today on, uh, in, in this segment, Wilt was not just the greatest basketball player. Wilt was indeed the greatest athlete hmm. of the 20th century. If you look at what he could do, he could sprint. He could run the 440, high jump 6'8". He threw a oh shot putt. 56 feet okay <laughs> and at 36 years old with a surgically repaired knee and at 320 pounds he blocked kareem abdul skyhook many times not just the one time the will got it when i was a rookie as, as cap said so, <laughs> uh, what's really interesting is that uh, i'm sure you heard about this that adam sandler and kevin garnett are co-producing a, a documentary and development about wilt and i think so many of all of us will get to see so many things and hear so many interviews that we never knew about Will, and it's going to rekindle a, an interest in who again the greatest athlete of the 20th century, in my opinion. Appreciate the call, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, no, what Robert's talking about. I think most people know this, but there was a point where freshmen could not play on the varsity. You had to play on the freshman team before your sophomore year. You were allowed. There, there are stories too about when Kareem was a freshman at UCLA, not allowed to play on the varsity that they used to smoke the, and this was the UCLA teams that were winning championships and Kareem's freshman team would beat that team. So yeah, that Wilt was able to do some similar things. I, I, I don't, I'm excited about what he said. First of all, I didn't know that there was a documentary in develop, development. I, I didn't I, know that either. Yep. Yeah, and that's just, and that's Sandler and uh, KG and KG did uh, what was it, Uncut Gems. Uh huh. So uh-huh. maybe obviously doing some more work together. Did, do, you, do you ever watch that Uncut Gems? I have not seen that. No, good one. It's I'd good like one. You'd it. like it. I, yeah, I'd you'd like, like to that see one. that. Um, but those guys, right? Like just and because, like I, I don't know how to put this. Every shot LeBron James has made in the NBA is on mm-hmm. video. Every game that LeBron James has played in the NBA, there's a copy of it somewhere, right? You could you could literally, if you were so inclined, watch every single moment right. of LeBron James's career on on your laptop. With with guys like Chamberlain, you you just you don't have that. There are so many things that are just passed down from one guy to the next guy, like Robert and, and Pacific Palisades, who knows all this stuff about Wilt. That those are the only ways we know those stories, and not being able to see them make them even more mysterious and awesome. Yeah, and I, and again, you know, he can, as best as he can, describe somebody else. It's really difficult. I mean, I I can only appreciate it so much. That's why I mean, I I appreciate and I enjoyed listening to 
somebody that can give us some context on a player that we never got to watch see or we never can really truly appreciate. But that's why you you proposed this question earlier. If you can go back and watch any athlete in their prime, like you're in that era, whatever coverage that was available, was it just, you know, listening on radio, whatever the case is, where the attention is on that individual, that's a whole different, you know, feeling than like you mentioned Ali. You can go back and watch Ali versus some of the, you know, some of the greatest boxing matches of all time, but you couldn't put yourself in that moment. What was it like? What were those conversations like? What were people kind of stopping? Was the head top of the news when Muhammad Ali decides, okay, well, you're going to strip me of my boxing license, and I'm okay with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on with my life. It just like those, those moments. I think add to it. Those elements add to it. Let's try one more quick one. Let's go to our pal Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Yeah, hey guys. You know, old dude, old dude that I am at 72. I, I did see Will Chamberlain play. I've seen them all play. Will. Uh, Jordan, etc. I still rank Wilt as the most dominant player of all time. Um, also, one thing I did want to bring up about different eras again, when modern day players in the three-point era pass players in scoring like Jerry West, I get irritated. They had no three-point shots back then. You're going to have to slap a big fat asterisk for three-point era when these guys passed the old-timers because they did not have the advantage of that three-point shot. Jerry West, 60 foot heave in that Boston game. That <laughs> wins the game. It doesn't ah, tie it, that's right? right? Yeah. One yeah. quick, no. one, one quick uh, cute Wilt story. Do you sure. mind? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, real quick. Wilt was once asked, who's your, who's your top, top five of all time? Now, this is his era. You have to realize that. He said guards, um, uh, the big O and Jerry West. Forwards, Elgin Baylor, Baylor Rick Barry. And the guy looked at him and he said, who's your center? Wilt, without missing a beat, looks him right in the eye and says, you're looking at him, baby. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like him. That's awesome. Thank you, Solomon. Um, I hear what you're saying, the three-point thing, but the rules change in all of these sports. The, the, the circumstances, the medical advancements, the training, the food, the, the, all of these things, the players get better and better and better. And, and that doesn't mean that Jerry West is less of a player than Michael Jordan or whatever. It's just, it's just a totally – it's impossible to compare – Babe Ruth to Barry Bonds you know it's just it's just a totally different thing that everything about everything is so different I hear what he's saying but I don't look at those guys any differently because they got passed by somebody who had a three-point shot or smaller ballparks you know what's funny is Michael has him and I have talked about you know they had the NBA rule changes Mm -hmm. and now they're all of a sudden with they're allowing more from a defense perspective they don't want players try to draw fouls non-basketball plays and this wasn't the first time because I've heard Michael talk about this with John. It's like, hey, what what rules would you like to see change in the NBA? One of them is um, a, a a player can't foul out. You can't have your you don't he doesn't want to see a star foul out. It's like a technical foul and blah blah. He's got his solutions. You know what one of them is? One of the four rule changes point, he wants to four see? point shot. He's four been point he's shot. been saying that forever. Four point shot. Yeah. So to kind of and, and that's actually unique to hear somebody old school like him. Um, advocating for a four-point shot, but that's kind of the I, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I, I think it's fine the way it is, but that gives you a good example of uh, how the game just continues to progress, and that's how it's going to be. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, this year we watched baseball where the seventh in, or the extra innings you had to do it on second. Perfect example. Perfect yeah. example. All right, Lakers and Clips tonight. A little bit of a change in the Laker rotation. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So you're going to Comic-Con and a San Diego State football game this weekend. Now you get, you, you put together a nice little weekend for yourself. And Sunday doing a little, uh, doing an Italian uh, lunch, lunch action. Okay, more. So keep, keep while talking. you're doing, you know, oh, God, I, I like this. This is actually good. You do this to me all the time, right? Sometimes you'll send me texts. Yeah. Might be during a Lakers game. The Might be at 930 at night. Finger? Maybe at 9.30 at night when we're just entering the fourth quarter because they've had 94 reviews. Like, hey, I'm just kicking back. I'm relaxing. I'm having a glass of wine. Or you, you do those type of things. I might have to do that a couple times on Sunday. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask. Is it okay if I tell everybody what you sent me yesterday afternoon? Sure. Okay. So you, you sent me a picture of uh, – were you at a bar? Uh, yeah. One, okay. One, so two. it's just – it's a bar and a little rocks glass, and there's a little bourbon in there. You're like, hey – just asking if it's okay to have this in the middle of the day on a Thursday. I'm like, well, there's not one damn reason you shouldn't be having that. Did you just you just decide to treat yourself to a little afternoon drink because it looked right, pretty darn good. Here's what happened. So there's a place uh, you're familiar with the Sierra Madre area, right? I lived in Sierra Madre. When did you live there? Uh, right out of college. It was my first apartment out of college up in okay. what's called uh, Munchkin Land up in the hills. First off, Sierra Madre is a cool little pocket. You know, yeah. it just is. It's a great little pocket. Not like it's big or extravagant or anything like that, but it's a cool little pocket. So there's a really good Middle Eastern restaurant out there. So uh, basically, remember we were talking yesterday. We're like, uh, you're like, oh, so you don't eat breakfast sometimes? Like, no, I'm fine. I could go without. So about 3.30 is when um, me and my girl decided that we're going to go get some dinner. There. Or not even dinner. We're just, we, we haven't eaten lunch yet. So we eat. haven't eaten. Yeah, we're going to go eat. Okay. And I was telling her there's there's a place right next to it. It's a dive bar. It's called Buccaneer. Okay. Oh, no, I've been there many, many, many okay, times. I've, I've never been there, but I've been to <laughs> Lemon Zest, which is the restaurant right next to Buccaneer. Yeah. Okay, so Lemon, Lemon Zest, good little yeah. spot. Yeah. All right, so long story short, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, we can grab a glass of wine here. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really feeling a glass of wine. Why don't we just go to that dive bar? When's the last time you went? I, I don't know about you. I don't know if this is a common thing for you. I'll go have a drink at a restaurant, but I don't typically go to a dive bar, go sit at the bar, and just go grab a drink. Maybe I grabbed the Knob Creek in the you know a little bit a uh, little bit earlier than usual. I was jealous. I was waiting to go pick up a kid from school. So you definitely won Thursday afternoon yesterday. The Buccaneers is fun, by the way. They have they'll have some music in there every once in a while. At least they use cool little vibe. Just yeah. chill again. Yeah. Great little spot. So good spot. Let's try a quick phone call on the Dr Pepper uh, hotline. Let's go to Rancho Cucamonga and Terry. Terry, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey guys, how you doing? All right, doing Terry. good, man. Hey. Thanks for calling in. I know you guys were talking about Ed O'Neill and being an actor. I don't know if you were aware, his sidekick at the shoe store was Harold Sylvester. Harold Sylvester played for Tulane, and his arch rival was Pete Maravich. I did about not know that. that. No, I, I had no idea. 
Well, you're the you're the married with children guy, Al. You should have known that little piece of a little nugget of information. You, I, so, you let me down. So I've always <laughs> don't throw it on me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all of a sudden the expert. Yes. I just know Ed O'Neill. I, I know Al Bundy had the four touchdowns. We were talking about great athletes that were also actors. He had four touchdowns at Polk High. But that's interesting, <laughs> and, and it is kind of funny because I had to type in Harold Sylvester. Okay, let me make sure I knew who this guy is. I do remember that when yeah. he's running the the shoe store. Absolutely. <laughs> Pistol, Pistol uh, Pete's another one Al of those Bundy's guys. Al Bundy's the best. Like before that, but he averaged, I want to say it was 44 points in a season without a three-point line as a guard. Come on. <laughs> I mean, this Come on. like taking absolutely nothing away from Wilt, but Wilt was a seven-foot man in, in a time where there were not many. And so he was scoring his points near the basket. Again, I'm not minimizing his accomplishments at all. But Maravich was a guard who averaged 44 a game without a three-point line. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, just throwing that out there. It, it's almost funny too, because you know, right now we look at the game and we see the game changing in front of us. Ten years ago, the game is uh, it's evolved so drastically over a short span, and a lot of this, you know, you can give credit to Steph Curry. You can say, okay, this is how this is how the game has evolved, how it's changed. So tonight is a good example. They got you got the Suns and you got the Warriors going at it. Both of those squads, I think uh Suns are now up to 18 games in a row. They're 19 and 3 on the season. They Warriors are sitting again. at they're never going to lose again. <laughs> Warriors are sitting at 18 and 3. And then you, you know, obviously pay attention to the Lakers and the Clippers. Who would have thought like if you'd have told me coming into the season that the matchup between the Suns and the Warriors was going to flex the Lakers and the Clippers? with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook before the season started, before the season started. If you'd have told me that, I'd been like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. ESPN, they know they know their stars. They know, you know, obviously the Lakers are such a, a premier team. Now we kind of sit here and it's like, no, it's not even a question. Of course no, you flex that game. Yeah, that's the thing. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. It's interesting, like the way that you laid it out, like, okay, it's LeBron James, it's Anthony Davis. Before the season started. Mm -hmm. You know, going up against Paul George and the Clippers and the battle for L.A. It's a really obvious, but when you look at what's taking place, it's like, well, of course. Like, even the most diehard Laker fan would be very hard-pressed to argue that the Suns and Warriors isn't a more compelling product for a national television network than the Lakers and the Clippers right now. It's, I mean, duh. Okay, so a couple, couple, uh, couple things here I want to point out. So today's stat hero of the day is Dwight Howard. So yesterday, Coach Vogel mentioned that Dwight is going to be a part of the starting lineup. So Dwight, in his last game against the Kings, this is when the Lakers outscored Sacramento 184-9 to in the second half. That's what it felt like. Uh, it was 67-33, to so that's what they outscored him. Dwight Howard in that game uh, scored 12 points, had two blocks, had two steals, had 13 rebounds. So made a case for himself. Hey, if this is all just about winning and you want effort and you want the right guys in the game and you want to just play defense or you want somebody in there that will focus on the defensive side, made a case for himself. Give me some more playing time. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleva Show. It is Stat Hero's the first ever Daily Fantasy Sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 100% deposit match. Um, Trav, don't you feel that – I don't know how you took that news when it came out yesterday, but I think there's a part of this that you are – you're 12 and 11 on the season. You're you're watching two teams playing at the same time. You They've already separated. They're seven and a half, eight games, whatever they are in front of the Lakers. Yeah. Kind of go time here. You know, I, I know that sounds kind of stupid when you're only 24, 25 games in. Okay. But – I don't think it's stupid. I, I, I think don't the think fact- it's stupid at all because, mm-hmm. like you said, you're only 24 or 25 games in. What's the number? 
You know what I mean? And and I'm not. I think you're right. I think that this if this were a game, we're into the second quarter. If you're down by 20 points in the second quarter, it means something, right? Can can you come back from it? Yeah, you can. But I, I I'm done saying, hey, this is still early. Is there a lot of time left? Sure. Can they fix it? Sure. But this is time to start taking this very, very seriously. And I think that Vogel did that because by saying, all right, Dwight's our guy. Dwight's going to start. DeAndre Jordan is, is not going to be that guy moving forward. And, we'll, you know, things can obviously change. But I think this was the first move in, guys, we're, we're not just going to keep tinkering and seeing and trying this. And try. We need to put the guys out there that are going to give us something on a regular basis. Dwight is giving that team a lot more than DJ is. We're going to play Dwight more. We're going to we're going to lean on him more moving forward because we have to start winning these games. We have to start reeling these guys in. We have to start putting together whatever it is we're going to be. It's going to be with Dwight. It's not going to be with DeAndre. So we need to start that right now. Now, the only wrinkle that could potentially be here is – he made that announcement, and then later on in the day, it was announced that LeBron had gone through his two negative tests, so he's back in the game. So um, it's not very often you see LeBron, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard all in the same lineup together, but we'll see if anything changes on that front. But I, I think you're right about that. I, I think there is a uh, there has to be something right now with the Lakers. Let me let me use this as an example. You've heard Vogel's name come up the last couple of weeks as if, hey, I don't know if uh, you know coaches. Uh, if his seat is, um, if he's not on the hot seat, you know, if the yeah. Lakers, if they're, if by the time you get to the halfway point, Lakers are still playing 500 basketball, could Vogel's job be in jeopardy? That let me use that as a as an example of kicking things into gear here. You think Coach Vogel, on top of him, who already has won a championship with the Lakers, signed a, I, I, I believe it's a, he has an additional year on his contract for next season, so it's not like he's locked up long term. I'm sure Coach is looking at all this and saying, well, what the hell am I doing, too? If if I got a player that's not playing, if I got a player that's not performing, if THT goes three, four games where he's not performing, but Malik Monk is playing great basketball, then put Monk in. If Dwight Howard is giving you more production than DeAndre Jordan, then why are we even having the conversation? I think there is a little bit, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but when every single night you play for the Los Angeles Lakers, there's a spotlight here, and Fox is starting their shows, their sports shows, talking about the Lakers, and ESPN is doing the same thing, and CBS doing this. The Lakers are analyzed more than any other team in the NBA, and it's not even close. You, you got to put out your. It's it's less about well, forty games from now, what are we going to look? How about today? How do you look? Yeah, I, I think the word pressure is an interesting one. I think there's a sense of urgency, and we'll kind of get into why now is the time and why it's different for different guys because you can do this to DJ, but can you do it to some other guys? That's coming up next. It's Trav and Slee, and right now you want to call in for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the Ski Dazzle Ski and Snowboard Show and Sale at the L.A. Convention Center on December 10th through the 12th. Call it right now, and if you are caller number 8, there is $6 million worth of sales of brand-name gears, up to 70% off, two free lift tickets with regular admission, resort deals, lift tickets, and show specials, the most important ski trip you will make all season long. Call right now. Be caller number 8-877-710-3776. The number one more time, 877-710-ESPN. That's all next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You want to feel old, Al? Sure. 26 years ago, this song. 26 years ago. That makes me feel very – there are a lot of things at this that stage in my life that stuff doesn't really sink in. Does, does, that stuff, does that stuff sink into you right away? Because like, we're doing it so many times. We're saying, okay, that was 10 years ago. That was 12. That was 15. That was 30 years ago. 26. Yeah. I, maybe it's because you hear that song so often that yep. it doesn't feel that old. That it, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you go to a Dodger game, you heard it almost every night when Ken yeah. Jansen would come into the game. But, man, at 26 years old, that feels uh, – Maybe very, tonight very when good. you're uh, when you're at Congo Room they'll play it. Not tonight. Tonight's Ducks and Flames at Honda Center, Al. Yeah, but you I'm, don't go. You don't never go to. You personally never go to Congo Room. You don't go at eight or nine. You go I, later. You I go around eleven thirty. I don't know if there would be a more fish out of water situation than Travis Rogers at a nightclub, and especially late. Like I'd be there at five, grab mm-hmm. a quick Coors Light, <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> before anybody else gets there. I think that means that we have lane. to do it, Travis. Yeah, I think we no, should do it. No. Like, Let's do uh, this. Let's Emily, do this. It's a good I, idea, but yeah. I am out of the you know what we should do game. Alan ruined that for everybody. Okay, can I, I just I, it, can you just listen to my pitch everybody. here? Can you listen to my pitch here? Sure. I'm just saying that on a Saturday night when you know you have the day off and you know you're good to go and you can um you kind of plan for this the right way. We'll get out to Hollywood, we'll pull up in the ESPN LA seven ten van. <laughs> Okay, hottest nightclub. Like whatever you tell me, what's what's know. the hottest nightclub right now in Hollywood or wherever uh, chi- it is, wherever Chili's it's located. In West Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll go up to the the hottest nightclub. We'll pull up in the van. We'll throw the keys to the valet, and, and just say, "Hey, park it near the front." Like yeah, we want to see. Oh yeah, keep God. it close or something along those lines. Oh my God. We'll Can go straight you? up to the bouncer, and by the way, we're both wearing our we're both wearing our ESPN LA shirts, and they're tucked in, you know, because we're all class. <laughs> polo, our polo, we're all class. We go right up to the bouncer. <laughs> you and I kind of scrape together what we have. We probably have close to nine, twelve dollars somewhere in that range. <laughs> Jim Try to get in. Change in ones. <laughs> Try to get in, and then uh, and then whatever happens from there happens. I was going to say idea. we should do a remote show for those waiting in line for, to get into the club. So you're like, hey, guys, you guys have any takes on the uh, Lakers as you're waiting to get into the club? We are. There's a couple things that we are on this show. Uh-huh. Number one, we're the biker show. We've established that. All right. You rock the mustache for how long? How long do you rock a mustache for? Uh, almost a month. Way, almost a month. Way longer than I wanted to. How about okay. that? Almost a month and the respect that came. Yeah. Like I would walk around and people would respect me because I knew you. They didn't have respect for me, but they knew that I knew you. Okay, yeah, that's you, number one. You were connected. I went to a, I went to a diver bar, a, a dive bar yesterday simply because of your mustache. Okay, that's one. <laughs> Second thing that we are, so not only that, we're Adele fans. All Adele fans, they listen to us. <laughs> Yes, okay, that's another indeed, one. Clearly. The one that I'd like to really add to this show is nightclubs. Club like doors. I could see I could see nightclubs playing our number 2 of our podcast t- 
tonight at a nightclub. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> this is a great idea. There's there has to be somebody out there uh-huh. that's creative and musical, and it, what they need to do is they need to take Ask Slee and find a way to auto tune it and put a beat underneath it. There there needs to be a way to just to turn Ask Slee into some sort of dance club. Banger. Why did it have there, to be Ask Lee? We could have done anything do else. Because Why that's have to the, be the signature of our show is Ask Slee. That that our show, if you asked anybody that knows our show, hey, what do they do on Travis and Slee? Oh, they do Ask Slee. You should feel proud about that. It's you. They that Ask Slee is your thing and it's our show. Like I've said, a, we, I'd like to abort the mission of the nightclub <laughs> idea. I do I was somebody, an investor. I was an investor before I'm no longer an investor. I pulled my money out. Somebody out there knows how to do what I just said. Do it. Take Astley, auto-tune it, little beat underneath it, and let's make it a nightclub thing. I love it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know what? I want to read that copy again. Can I do it again? Because I want to do it in my Brian Kelly. You ready? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's a That's- great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. And we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana. I'm so excited to be a Tiger, me and my family. Just so good. Dude, you're from Indiana. Take it down a notch. Take it easy. You were, we've heard you talk before. We know that's not – you don't have a southern accent. It's cool. Not everybody – if you're Bobby Bowden, you can sound like that. Bobby Bowden has a southern accent. Had. But if you're Brian Kelly – you cannot show up with your Tiger family now, on the very first day of the I respect it. I respect it. I think you're, you don't think out of the box enough. You see, what he's doing is he's grabbing his 95 mil. He's walking into the SEC, and what he's trying to tell them is, hey, I'm one of you. We are all together here. We are a family. We are in this no, together. No, no, we're a family. We're a family. <laughs> Not a not a family. How confusing was that? Every time I go back and listen and I hear it, I'm just in my head. I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't need to do this. You you don't <laughs> okay. you don't need to do this. We need to give the context. Let, let's play the one when he used the word family while he was addressing his Notre Dame family. Let's play. Incredible twelve years of my life for me and my family um, being here in Notre Dame. Okay, that's Brian Kelly. He Notre said, Dame "Me and my coach. family." Right. And here's Brian Kelly, LSU head coach. It's a great night. To be a Tiger. Yes. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited what to be the in the great hell? state of Louisiana. Is I'm going just telling on. you, if I was there at that game, I don't know how much more fired up I'd have been. Like, I would have stood up, kind of rally, cry, everybody together. This is huge. I love what he's doing. I, I love just, what he's doing. I want to know, like, if no matter, does he travel? Let's say he's recruiting, okay? He's uh-huh. an LSU coach right now, and yep. he's recruiting a young man from Baton Rouge. And he goes, Young man, I just want you to be a part of the Tiger family. And then he jumps on the plane and, and he, he goes up to Brooklyn. <laughs> he goes to Boston, and he's he's got a wide receiver out of Boston. Hey, yeah, there, uh, uh, Sully. What I think you should do here is, I think you got to come on this airplane Where's the clam here. Chowder? Come back with me down to Louisiana, and we can go win some national championships. Genius. What's the matter with you? Genius. You're some sort of you're some sort of idiot. Then he goes up to uh, – he flies back to Los Angeles, and he lands here, and he goes over to uh, Modern Day. Hey, bro, you ever thought about maybe, uh, you know, shooting on over to Baton Rouge? 
Killer waves, dude. What's the waves like today? What What is he doing? Like, I, I get it. He's a really good football coach. He uh, he's, he's established. Yeah, not a good decision. But not he, a good decision. he just looks like such a An clown. He does. He's just such he a does. bozo. Uh, hey, but that, that bozo, I, I, let me tell you something about that bozo. He's got 95 mil coming in the pocket. No, so Rich really Bozo is a great guy who's the to idiot. be a Tiger. Where, where, where we were talking land? about Crypto.com Arena going for 700 mil, and you said you'd change your name to, uh, yeah, you change it to anything. It doesn't matter. You call whatever you want me to call him. This guy's hey, uh, you know, he's making 95 mil. Let him do his thing. Hey, Pilot, where are we, where are we right now? We're in Chicago, Coach. Hey, uh, you want to get some pap? You want to come over here and get some pop? Some we, you, jump onto the, the the pop and we'll do that. Can you my, do my my ma says that we can Brooklyn? have some pop. What's Brooklyn? I, I don't have that one. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't New York. Hey. 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 Yeah, my one of them snap punch last night, man, with them stick and bag and quack quack, man. Chance to play safety, huh? Grab a slice, play some safety. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. What's the matter you? I don't know why I became I'm a walking a, here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. That's, That's the good, best one of the bunch. Yeah, just way to go, Kelly. You 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 exposed uh, at least, yourself. At, at least you didn't have to worry about Lincoln Riley doing any of that. <laughs> you know, this Holy dude came sweet. polished in his. We were bragging about it on Tuesday. We did our show. He's talking about it. Just got to keep getting to work. And oh, by the way. Uh, we got a long way to go, and, and see behind me, see the Coliseum. Yeah, this place is going to be a packed house, but we got a lot of work to do, and dude. it was so authentic, and that's just so great, dude. What are, the Trojans pretty good, man. You know what we should do? We should get some guys like Hey, I'm down to shotgun a beer right Allen. now. We should get some Charles White, some Reggie Bushes, Carson Palmer, a liner. Get some of those bros. Just start running it up in here, man. Let's just start doing it. Like what? What a clown! <laughs> Speaking of SC, thirty-four in a row. This day at 05, 34 in a row. Uh, sixteen in a row against a ranked opponent. Hmm. And when we saw that this morning, out, it just very quick. And sixteen years ago is not, you know, a minute ago. But it's also that's not, not ancient that's not history. That long ago. It's kind no, of in between. It's kind yeah. of in between. Um, but what it says is, if you get it right, there, mm-hmm. it's as good as anywhere else. Like they, you're you're capped out at certain other places at ASU. You can only go so far. At Oregon, you can only go so far. At SC, at Alabama, at Ohio State, at Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia, mm-hmm. there is no cap. You can be you can just you can go on these runs and that's what makes Lincoln Riley so exciting is that the the the, the ceiling is yep. almost limitless. You know what's you know I don't know how much this will have an effect. I, I think any time you bring in USC is gonna raise the standard to the Pac twelve. They are because automatically. Let me let me use an example here. When the Brooklyn Nets went out and got James Harden, you changed the scope of the NBA. You're not good enough to have two stars now. You got to go figure this out. It's better be perfect team basketball. You go. You got to go. Got to go out and get another star. I think in the Pac-12, what's going to happen is the competition's obviously going to have to improve. So if you're SC and now you're starting to run through the competition, well. Oregon's got to be better, and and Utah's got to be better. So I think that's obviously going to help the Pac-12 as a whole. Question is, is the Pac-12 going to be able to prep schools like USC and Oregon enough to go up against some of those SEC schools? I I don't have the answer to you, but I know the SEC is basically a minor league football team. Yeah, no, they are. But so is SC. When when SC is right, so are they. When, When you go back and look at those teams, 
from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was it was I, I know we how good about was the SEC back then. I, I can't good. I, just, I can't remember. No, I mean, well, LSU they shared a national championship with Auburn. LSU mm-hmm. won one in there too. They, no, they're very good and they're always good. They, it's mm-hmm. not that that they get less talented. It's that SC gets as talented. Mm-hmm. That we spend we, we spend so much time talking about. Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush and Carson Palmer and all the Heisman Trophy winners and all the skill players, Keyshawn's of the world, right? Just incredibly talented, famous guys. But what made SC those teams were the offensive and defensive lines, were the secondaries, the Troy Palomalos and the Willie McGinnis and the Junior Seows and Tony Baselli's and Anthony. Mm-hmm. They just maul people. It wasn't that they were running around guys. They were doing that too. But they would maul you up front. They would absolutely hand you your lunch every single week, and they could go in the, the, the horseshoe and beat Ohio State, which they did with Matt Barkley. You can go down in Auburn and beat them, which they did with Matt Liner. You can go play any of these teams anywhere and not just escape with a win. You can go in there and kick their butts and out-physical them. That's something they haven't done in a long time. The only question I have now moving forward is, was Brian Kelly yesterday at the LSU game was that his real voice and the game and the voice he had in Notre Dame was that the voice that he was making up? That's I want you so to think good. about that for a second. Those incredible twelve years of my life for me and my family, um, being here in Notre Dame. That's it the was, fake one. It's the yeah, fake one. He just it's like Superman, right? He goes, <laughs> It feels so darn good to talk like myself. I had to put a certain voice on in South Bend, Indiana, with the boys Those at the Catholic over. school. He doesn't have to do that now. But now I can talk like I always wanted to talk here at LSU. It's Go a great night Tigers. To be a tiger. <laughs> what a fraud. The dump coming up next. Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. How about this? I, I sent this to you guys this morning. There is a Michigan burger joint that is in some legal uh, problems with In-N-Out because they've basically McDowell's In-N-Out. <laughs> that, 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 that they've ripped off the concept, or at least that's In-N-Out's claim. And, Slee, I looked at some of the pictures of the Michigan burger chain, and they McDowell's In-N-Out. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's awfully idea. similar. A lot of red, a lot of white. Um, probably not the best idea. I, you know, it's funny. Every time I see something like this, it's so obvious. Like, how do you not think that eventually if word gets around that, you know, your jeans uh, are called Evi's, that somebody <laughs> might say that, hey, that's very similar to Levi's. Yeah, yeah. Are, they have two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. At McDowell, we don't have sesame seeds. <laughs> It just I don't I don't know what it was. There was a, some good tweets uh, on this that in, in and out they have animal fries and at this other place they have you know creature fries. <laughs> I don't know how they they mix it up, but okay, yeah, don't, don't rip if, off in and out. If if there is an opportunity here, it's you got a lot of pub. Everybody's now talking about your place. Go change it around a little bit. Use some different colors just and just then bam, kind of move on. Right. That I mean, it seemed like instead of being red, white, go and green yellow, and white. Go green throw some, and white. Throw some blue in there. It's some it. green. What You're, good. You're good to go. Uh, too many bowl-eligible college football teams this year. So the NCAA said, you know what? We have a solution to this. We'll just create a new one on the spot. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, how, how incredibly meaningful for whoever gets the we ran out of table or seat at the table bowl yep. game so you guys can have this one. It's like getting sent to the kids' table. I love it. Yeah, just grab a quick sponsor, throw it on the front of it, and call it the – uh, what do you want to call it, Trav? You call it any, anything you want. Oops, we forgot to put you uh, in the regular rotation bowl. By the way, <laughs> that's that, good for me. That's why I think 
you know, you run into this, and I know you say that expanded playoffs. That's why you're a little bit more cautious on expanding your play. March Madness is a perfect example. You don't have to win a game in the regular season, nothing at all. <laughs> and then by the time you get to the conference tournament, or whatever, you can run the table and you got that automatic bid. So it, this is just kind of another example that you know, college football. Man, there's so many meaningless bowl games. Add a couple more. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, there there is a point where enough is enough, and college football long ago passed it with ball, uh, bowl games. All right, Arkansas Pine Bluffs coach called a timeout during a game. Yep. To make his team run sprints mm-hmm. because he didn't like what he was seeing. I I think that this is hilarious, and it would also make sure that if I was a recruit. That's the very last place that I'm going to go. I get being mad. I had to run sprints and everything, but let's at least let the game in before you decide to punish me. But I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, um, yeah, I don't know if this is good for recruiting. Like, I don't know if you want to be humiliated during the game. Like, you can't have a conversation on the sidelines, say, guys, look, we're just not playing good enough defense. Our rotations have to be better. No, that's enough. Seven seven laps around the gym real quick. What? <laughs> Talk yeah. about, coach. So, Give me seven laps. My my college coach had this thing that when we would play poorly or we're not doing what he thought we should be doing, we had to run what were called double dirty Harry's, and he would take us to the football field, and we would basically run line on basketball. It's like baseline to suicide throw, drill, baseline, yeah, suicide, suicide, but yep. on a football field. Start at the foot, so you're oh, on the wow. goal line to five. Right, not great. The very scariest thing you could ever hear was guys practice tomorrow at three. You don't just bring your shoes. Nothing else. That was a very very bad day. How do people find the pod? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. If you miss any part of the show, you can always catch the full three hours. If you can't catch it live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Saliwa. All right, a very busy Monday. When we get back, the Rams will have played the Jags. Hopefully that goes the way that it needs to go. The Lakers, of course, have the Clippers tonight. We'll be getting ready for the Celtics as well. We got that covered for you all on Monday. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Have a fantastic weekend. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.